Take two begins right now. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Out Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the third episode of season one of Westworld entitled The Stray. This episode premiered October 16th of 2016. It was written by Daniel T. Thompson, who worked on Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles and Lisa Joy. This episode was directed by Neil Marshall, who worked on Centurion, which is a really good movie, and Michael Fassbender is looking hella fine in it, Hellboy, and The Reckoning. I gave this episode an 8.5 out of 10. I enjoyed it for the most part as far as the world building, but this was one of the episodes on rewatch made be a little slower for me although I did like going back I don't think I go back to this episode very often so seeing some of the things that I'm familiar with like the song in Ford's office I really like that however it wasn't one of my favorite episodes but I still think it was a solid one of the series I am on take two as I stated at the top of this podcast, I somehow lost the last version that I did record. So this will be kind of the not as quickly as I've gotten out of the episodes type as I will be pretty much relying on my notes to kind of jog my memory for the podcast. So we'll start uh, where Bernard is in an offsite interrogation box bringing Dolores back online to question if she's been tampered with or talking to anyone since their last interaction. And when she passed the question test, he tells her he brought her a gift, much more friendlier. He tells her it is a story he used to read to his son, Alice in Wonderland. That is definitely a popular story in fiction. And he has her read a passage which kind of reflects on how things are repeating themselves but it feels as if there's an awakening at night or they've been changed at night and he asks if she takes any meaning from that and she tells him all the books that they've read thus far seem to have a common theme which is change and she wants to know why he says people like to read about the things that they want the most and experience the least Dolores asks about Bernard's son and he tells her or asks where he is and he tells her that he is somewhere she wouldn't understand then in analysis mode wants to know why she asked him about his son and she replies that she needed to ask or wanted to ask a personal question in an ingratiating scheme and this seems to satisfy him as she is learning more about becoming human she wants to build these rapport relationships and this is her way of doing it since they've been talking for so long and she hasn't asked him a personal question i also really enjoy evan rachel wood's performance as she transitions between the rancher's daughter then analysis mode then she's kind of speaking for herself 
after this conversation she wakes back on the farm and begins her day but the gun she found buried last night is in a drawer wrapped in cloth she then has a lovely recall memory of william dragging her into the barn wanting to reacquaint themselves with each other using his knife as part of the conversation hey hey what you doing motherfucker she settles past that disturbing memory and puts her shirt away going back into dolores is doing what she's supposed to do on her loop mode william explores the town and is witness to a criminal escaping taking the damsel clementine hostage and despite having a very easy shot in the back hesitates and gets shot in return but you can't die here so he is able to kill the criminal i will say i was laughing at the patheticness of lee's writing i don't care if that's a word he actually had a character say read my biography on the wall over there if you want to know how horrible a criminal i am (laughs) and then william saves the day and clementine who is all squirting her panties for him why don't you love me it's like can i not just give you some of my goodies just to show my appreciation and then he's like oh no he doesn't say it but then she kisses him like oh my goodness i can't believe there's such a man and the way he was standing there too like this was all set up to stroke your ego and your cock very clearly and even the way they were posed like a romance novel from the cowboy age it was so freaking corny and then you got the one man just happened to show up after the bullet stopped flying to say hey you know what that was a great shot you should come be a desperado and go on the hunt tonight with us logan comes out and i'm guessing he has syphilis from the way his crotch continues to dump itself into many unclean sex bots because he can't wait he seems to be on a continuous cycle of drinking eating and having sex and he squeals i did laugh when he squealed he's like look you popped your cherry and william has a bruise on his chest he's like logan i thought you said we can't get hurt here and logan's like no you cannot die here some of us like to get slapped in the face during sex he wants to celebrate by returning to the spank bank but william wants to become desperados because he's like look all you've been doing since you got here is being a frat boy and i actually want some adventure so i'm gonna go obtain this outlaw named slim Teresa finds bernard who's been mia all morning wonder what he was doing and kind of sort of gently chastises him about the fact that she wasn't warned about ford taking over the storyline it's made the board uneasy she's smoking a ton of cigarettes he asked him point blank in the face before and after sex is ford up to something you said no he's not then he pulls this type of shit there's a huge chunk of the park that has been carved up for his new storyline creating massive disarray in the existing storylines what the fuck dude and he's like look girl i can only tell you what i know and not what i don't know but what can i do to help i feel like she got off easy because when i tell you i'm not sleeping well and you tell me your sleep cycle does not concern me she 
walks away and tells him that he needs to get his house in order because you told me the reveries was finished too and your team is still pulling hosts for follow-up you keep telling me a whole bunch of shit and then making me look like a fool the next day and now everyone gonna think i'm just dick down elsie is questioning rebus and reviewing the walter footage where she remarks he is looking to have had a conversation with someone named arnold when bernard joins her she says out of the nine hosts six of them had killed walter over the past few years and those are the ones that he killed in return in bird culture this is considered a dick move this is very curious to bernard and when they get a stray alert he sends her to track it with qa because it's actually in her job description and he needs to protect her from Teresa, who's definitely looking for someone to rake over the coals other than bernard elsie goes with Stubbs, who's always gun ready as he says it's only a line of code that stops your host from hacking me into pieces so no offense but i sleep with this teddy finally has a decent human being female guest who immediately gets to kill a man who was beating women and i like seeing the more attractive allure of the place outside of the victim crimes you also get to take out a bad guy or some confederates i would love to fake shoot some confederates and watch them actually bleed out in this time in our nation and if they were fake in robots then that is exactly a healthy way i feel i could do that they handcuff the dead man uh, outside the saloon she says why are we handcuffing a dead man that's not a dead man that's merchandise five hundred dollars worth teddy is pretty much her protectorate as well as her guide as she is led into the saloon Maeve, her very brief moment of the episode says who the fuck put a dead man outside of my saloon teddy gets money from the guest and pays her for the inconvenience but then she recalls seeing his dead body and that's all we got from that situation clementine offers the guest a discount and she readily and happily accepts which gives teddy some time to do his loop story with dolores and they talk about wanting to get away she says that she does not want to stay here there's whispers in her that says there's more out there to the world and asks if there is somewhere that they can go He's like, well, I was thinking about this place down south where the mountains meet the sea. And she wants to go with him there. And he says, someday, I'll take you. And she says, someday. She says, someday sounds like never. And tells Teddy, let's make an actual timetable. Fuck it. Let's go now. And then she gives him the kiss that says, you know you want to and then he tells her look girl i got some reckoning to do before i deserve a woman like you but admits that he is close and ends it with someday soon this shit begins to play out the same on the ranch at night teddy is brought in by ford and he remarks he's in love with a girl and someday they'll have a life together and then ford says no you never will 
why am I still getting hate? He tells him your job is to be the obstacle to get the welcome train that anyone can ride anytime they want to, preferably forcibly, since that is clearly what Rebus and his gang seem to be apt to do. You two are in eternal hell. You're never going to have a happy ending. <laughs> You're pretty much used against the other so that neither achieves the happy ending. You both end the night in horrible misery. Ford asks, why not just run off with her? Like, why are you being a bitch and asking me that question like I'm programmed to do so? And he's like, well, I got some reckoning to do. And then he's like, oh yeah, your mysterious backstory, this formless guilt. But the truth is, I never bothered to give you one. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. I mean, he really wanted to just drag him for filth and the man ain't even gonna remember the conversation tomorrow. That's wrong. He asks if Teddy wants to be a part of his new narrative, he could play a small part that is based in truth like all great fictions are and it starts in a time of war with a world in flames and a villain called Wyatt and is uploaded with his backstory it was a man of pure evil who could hear the voice of God he went missing during the war and came back with some strange ideas more on that in a moment in town, Dolores is accosted by Rebus and a guest that wanted something easy and Teddy has to save her and then he takes her to say, girl, you need to know how to defend yourself. You're going to keep coming to town every damn day and tries to teach her how to shoot, but she can't because she really don't have no permission to do so. The sheriff and his lady guests find Teddy because they found his nemesis Wyatt very quickly. That storyline got uploaded and it is working already his nemesis at flat rock where he killed men women and children so he must say farewell to dolores Stubbs and elsie come upon the herders whose missing woodcutter put their story in a loop for two days we find out only one host is authorized to use the axe due to some qa guidelines that only want a limited amount of hosts handling actual weapons so when one can't do it none of the others are programmed to take his spot elsie explains that backstories when when uh what is his face again stubs i have to remember that <laughs> when he's making fun of why do these hosts have backstories she's like they're cornerstones their identity is built around it layer by layer and sees the woodcutter he picks up one of the carvings and he says that clearly your woodcutter is losing his mind but she ends up pocketing one of the woodworks more wyatt backstory teddy tells the sheriff that the man wears the skin of his enemies his followers would do anything for him and at one point he was his sergeant and friend he also said he could wrap people around their finger Wyatt that is until Escalante when he killed the soldiers and claimed the land did not belong to the natives or the new settlers it belonged to someone who had yet to come it belonged to him they go into an ambush one male guest in a pinstripe suit said fuck this shit i quit 
as Stubbs and Elsie continue to track the woodcutter he tells her that it's a constellation of Orion that she has on that rock that she's been trying to figure out Bernard finds Ford who is cursing out a tech for covering a host as that humanizes them and shows some cruelty he then leads Bernie to his office and Bernie's like look man the hosts are hearing voices he's like oh that's some cognitive dissonance as if that's cool either all are talking though to an imaginary person named arnold which catches for its attention he gives bernard a photo of himself and another man and he says arnold was his partner who lived in the park with him for three years it was just him and a team of engineers perfecting the host they were business partners before the board decided to scrub arnold because the fact and the legend definitely needed to be distanced from each other and he didn't put up a fuss about it he further explains they spent 30 years of pure creation together that in the first year the hosts were able to pass the turing test what is the turing test you may ask a turing test is a method of inquiry in an artificial intelligence for determining whether or not a computer is capable of thinking like a human being the test is named after alan turing the founder of the turing test and an english computer scientist cryptoanalyst, mathematician and theoretical biologist there you go so after this arnold was not satisfied he wanted to actually create consciousness and came up with the idea of a pyramid you have memory improvisation self-interest but he never got to the top he based his theory on the bicameral mind theory which is that primitive man believed his thoughts to be the voice of god arnold wanted the host to be able to hear their programming as an inner monologue until their own voice took over in an attempt to bootstrap consciousness however arnold failed to see two things the first being this is not the place for conscious beings and that there is a second group that never found their voice or they did find their voice and then they went insane thinking it is the voice of god and we see this played out with armistice character in the past as she was being taught the turing test and then she was hearing her programming and then she went batshit crazy and started actually mutilating herself so they stuck with the command voice controls and kind of fizzled out that programming and made the voice controls be prominent for continues that the people who come here want to feel power that they don't feel in the real world which is kind of explaining why they are so insidious in their games because if you're a rich person to afford a world like this $45,000 a day you are already satisfied to a certain degree in the real world what else is out there other than those forbidden desires and he says that the best thing they did for the host is the ability to forget he didn't mention that c group but bernard does saying well some hosts seem to be accessing fragments of arnold's code and asks what happened to the man instead of what happens to those hosts ford says ever so matter of factly oh he got in the work 
his quest for consciousness consumed him he alienated himself from people only speaking to the host it was tragedy in his personal life and so he saw something that wasn't there and while they did rule whatever happened an accident he says that arnold was always very very careful ford tells bernard not to make arnold's mistake as the death of his son still weighs heavily on him and that the hosts are not conscious bernard talks to his baby mama via some chat they talk about the sadness of the death of their child and she says don't you wish you could just forget about the pain and he says this pain is all i have left of him elsie and Stubbs find the woodcutter down a crevasse it goes down up in the mountains with the sheriff teddy and the lady guests as wyatt's army converges down on them there's a shootout he gives her a flare and lets her get away while he gets the beat down elsie sends a message to bernard saying the woodcutter might be like the other host but my man's is busy talking to dolores and admits that i think i made a mistake and he needs to make a decision he says he was selfishly fascinated by what was playing out with her but that he should probably restore her back to the way it was before he asks if she wants to be safe or if she wants to ask the questions that she is asking as she is to versions of herself she says i don't know but i'm not two versions of myself i'm one version and once i do understand i will be free he then chuckles and surmises evolution forged entirely of sentient life based on the one mistake he's gonna commit to his path that is uh playing out with dolores here he talks about teaching charlie to swim and that one has to let go if you're a parent to allow them to be able to swim on their own but she must stay on her loop if they're going to continue with this experiment they're up to dolores hears teddy may be dead when she's back in town at night waiting for news she heads back home things start to play out like they normally do however she seems to be a little bit more aware of her scripted dialogue and then she hears Rita say this time and then i love the callback because elsie did not wipe rebus so of course he remembers the last time they had this interaction because she was sloppy i think this ties into many other things that happen even elsie this great tech that's always on it shit just falls through the crack at westworld and this is one of those times where it's directly correlated because she rushed out she didn't wipe rebus's memory now he's back on the floor and he's got memories of the previous day or day before and he's holding a little bit of a grudge she then um is taken into the barn and then she pulls his gun from him and points it he's like oh okay you gonna do what you gonna do because i don't think you got the balls to do what you gonna do but she sees the man in black and hears the word kill him and because that motherfucker is freddy krueger in everybody's fucking nightmares she is very happily able to pull that trigger and escape 
It seems as if she is seemingly shot, but then not shot. So a previous memory she recalled at that moment, but she's able to jump onto her horse and run away. The woodcutter causes some thrills and chills with Elsie and Stubbs, who wants to try to chop its head off, but it gets away and comes after Elsie with a big ass rock. But instead of bashing her head in, it bashes his head in. Dolores then stumbles upon William and sexaholic Logan falling into his arms like the perfect damsel in distress. And we know William likes damsels in distress. And that is how we end the episode. Let's get into the feedback. Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I am back to discuss another episode of your favorite show, Westworld, this time episode three. Um, back to provide my thoughts and feelings so you can sit back and laugh and, you know, marvel at how confused and lost I sound. And I'm sure you'll do the same for Mimi. Um, but of course, you know, it's perfectly understandable. Um, you said that. We would enjoy this show, so I'm taking you at your word, and so far I am. But yeah, um, we're, only, we're three episodes in. I really don't expect me to figure it out <laughs> in three episodes. Um, I can, you know, I already figured that this was going to be a complex, and you even talked about it at times. So it's a lot of complexity to this show. So yes, I'm only three episodes in, so I'm cut myself some slack that I haven't figured it all out and know what the hell's going on and all that good stuff so on that note I just you know take it all in I'm able to enjoy it more because of that um because I know that I'm not meant to know everything that's happening and that it's supposed to be a slow burn in that way so yeah I mean I'm still trying to figure it out I mean don't get me wrong and I'm you know trying to make guesses and you know put two or two together connect the dots but I already know I'm probably gonna be way off on things and you know I'll look back and go oh my gosh I can't believe I thought that or was I was way off base with whatever theory or thoughts that I have but um that's not gonna stop me from at least trying because this is the type of show that you're trying to figure things out and so yeah so on that note um and i said it in my last feedback and you you mentioned it as well in yours um about the the terminator vibes about the, you know rise in the machines um that's the vibe i'm getting with this show um with the talk of evolving like the whole story evolving and all that good stuff and then we see bernard which i was wondering like what the heck is he doing but then after the conversation between bernard and ford um i figure out what he's doing um like he's doing pretty much what arnold what he said but what ford said arnold was doing with trying to you know provide them with consciousness 
um, of conscious and being able to remember being more human like you know in how they are and so he's trying to evolve these hosts and obviously Ford is not on board with that and so he's doing it in secret which is why he's always asking Bernard that is is always asking Dolores you know you know those questions like hey has anybody asked you anything anybody talked to you that kind of stuff um so uh he obviously knows how Ford feels about it and so he's doing it in secret um but he's that definitely seemed like what he's trying to do is the same type of thing that Arnold was doing um and so yeah which gives me that begs the question and it goes back to you're talking about the ethical you know it makes you question the ethical morality of the things that they're doing but and so my thing is why would they want to do that um I mean I've I think it's messed up that they would want to do that because the reason why I say that is as, as humans when we experience trauma and all that stuff you know it, it's 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 painful it's harmful and you know some people need to go to therapy it's something it changes you as a person and then on top of that you know you know yeah you, like you have therapy you have um you know all kind you have ways to you have support you have um ways to try to help you uh get through whatever the trauma it is that you experience well that's not the case in the west world i mean these people they you know these guests they go to this world to do things that they wouldn't be able to do in normal society and there's no consequence so they can go to west world and rape and murder and do whatever they want and because supposedly there's no i mean not supposedly there isn't there is no consequence to this and so so if you're allowing these hosts to remember these things that's messed up why would you want them to remember because you're not putting in rules you're not putting in boundaries you're not putting in constant that i mean because that's the purpose of the world so it's like why would you want them to remember being raped being brutalized being beaten up being murdered why would you want them to remember that i'm like i just don't understand the the concept of that it's like that doesn't make sense (laughs) and because you know they're gonna get me with that so because what happens when you experience trauma again along with it changing you could become angry you become bitter you know some people seek vengeance on their um on their on the perpetrator uh because this person did something horrible to you and so what do you do with that anger what do you do with that the sadness the depression all the negative feelings that go with that or the negative thoughts that go with that that has to uh have an outlet and so that's why I'm like, yeah, this is definitely some Terminator shit that seems to be going down that the the um, hosts are going to rise up against the guests. Because, I mean, what else are you supposed to do with that? And what are you supposed to do with all of that? So that's the thing that I don't understand, like Arnold, you know, wanting that, you know, without there being any any guidelines to that you know so it's to me it seems like it would be better off 
if they didn't remember all that stuff if you are going to allow these guests to just do whatever the hell they want to these hosts so yeah i i have a problem with that um again and that's why the the guests go there is to because they is that sense of escape from the real world where there are the laws and the boundaries and the restrictions and so yeah that's definitely a huge ethical dilemma for me um and then i'm thinking of mimi's feedback about on the man in black being um ford's partner because and i'm thinking maybe he's arnold is he arnold i mean obviously you're not gonna tell me (laughs) but i'm just saying because maybe is he trapped is the man in black trapped in that world um no he can't be because they were talking about how because everybody's aware that he's there and that he's a premium customer or whatever so mm, i don't know because i was thinking maybe he's trapped in there and that's why he's trying to find the maze and trying to find his way out so i don't know i mean i I still that's a working theory because um yeah so i'm thinking the man in black i'm with mimi maybe the man in black is arnold and that they he was partners with um ford and um and because ford said that arnold died in the park right and so hmm i don't know so Ford died in the park, I mean, Arnold died in the park, and then the man in black is in the park, and he's trying to find his way out. I don't know. That's just very interesting. Um, maybe Ford lied to everyone else about why the man in black is in the park. They're thinking that he just likes to be there, but maybe he's trapped. Ford knows that he's trapped. So that would be interesting to find out. Um, I know there's a connection um um you know i'm feeling there's a connection between the man in black and ford they're both up there in age i feel like there's a um a story there um but i do love the cgi that they have for the younger anthony hopkins in this one that that was really well done i i applaud them for that i was like oh my goodness i like this yes good 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 use of the budget well, sadly, I've come to the conclusion that we're going to see Teddy die in every episode. But it was nice to see that he his story evolved a little bit more than what he was doing. Because that was getting kind of boring. Even the two episodes that I saw, I was like, okay, can he do something different besides go to, into town and go to the saloon? So, But yeah, this time he did. So his story expanded a little bit. And I see that Ford was... So I mean that yeah see Ford is he's a very he, there's something shady going on with him because he was asking um Teddy some weird questions um when he was you know on the table so so he evolved his um or changed his story or gave him more of a backstory than he originally had um so that was very interesting to see so I'm trying to in doing that we see that Bernard is actually having an affair with Teresa didn't know he was married um so yes he suffered a tragedy with the loss of his son and his wife is back home um grieving on her own because I guess he's using this time to or this place to escape I think you you're the one that said it and maybe they said it in the episode as well Christina about 
they go there in shifts so they what they stay there for months at a time um and then go back home to the real world um so not yeah maybe he said it, i don't know but so yeah seems like he's using um his work there to help him you know get over the loss of his son i mean of course it's painful but it's still messed up that his wife is left home back there to handle things and to grieve on her own um and of course he's indulging in extracurricular activities while he's away so mm, i don't know how i feel about bernard now i definitely know how mimi feels about bernard (laughs) um Oh, I see that um, Billy um, has definitely adjusted to his surroundings in this world because now he is a-okay with killing. (laughs) I mean, he hesitated at first, but he definitely uh, got around to doing it. So he's not into the sexual side of things, but he's definitely gotten his taste of the killing part. So I have a feeling that um, that's where his that's where he's gonna thrive. Whereas Logan is more into the you know all the sex and you know guess gambling side of it because uh, we see that after he kills the guy, he wants to go out on a hunt for the another guy. So I see that he's more blood. I mean, I don't say bloodthirsty. He was just one kill. But, I mean, it could turn into something more. But that's where his appetite lies right there. And hunting and the kill and the hunt and all that good stuff. So, um, so yeah. And then we find out, which Mimi said in... She kind of um, gave the spoiler. that Because I couldn't figure out their relationship. But, uh, but that's Billy's fiance's brother. So his soon-to-be brother-in-law, Logan. Because I couldn't figure out why I would... He go there with someone that's not his friend that he apparently doesn't like, but he goes on this, you know, adventure with him. Because um, you know, if it was a coworker, <clears throat> even if my like if my coworker told me about this place, I would have been like, oh, that sounds great. Thanks for letting me know. And I would go on my own. I wouldn't take my coworker with me. So that explains, you know, that relationship and why he ended up going. They ended up going together. Even though, like I said, he didn't care, didn't seem to care for him too much. And they're definitely like different people. Like I said, Logan is more into the, you know, sexual side of things and seems like Billy has found his calling. Um, but we'll see how that goes. And we got the end where Dolores, you know, who was hesitant to pull the trigger when she was with teddy ends up being able to pull the trigger with that one guy um i'm thinking that was a host as well since she was able to kill him and she ends up meeting up with billy who they met originally um when her can when billy took the spot of teddy with the can roll so hmm that's i don't know what that means at all so we're definitely deviating from the script <laughs> so to speak so um and of course with mauve she remembers um what happened when she was in the real world so that's going to be interesting dolores is still hearing the voices and it's you know 
and she's able she's able to remember stuff so yeah we're we're marching towards that terminator type storyline so it'll be interesting oh yeah and then Stubbs and Elsie they were hunting down the stray and they found him and again he was evolving because I mean they even said he deviated from the program which is why they called him a stray and then um when Stubbs went in to try to chop off his head which was totally nasty um he was supposed to be in sleep mode but he over overrid the overrid the sleep mode uh, no I'm not saying that right um and woke back up and of course you know we all know what happened well actually that part confused me that he knocked his own self out <laughs> like what the hell was that so yeah that was crazy so we'll see what happens um I think that's all I'm sure I could say like just like last time I could just go on forever because it's like it's so fascinating um everything that's going on I just, I just want to keep talk 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 but I can't anyway um I'll I'm sure you'll break it down and Mimi will have her breakdown as well and we'll come to a happy medium on how confused me and Mimi are and you laughing at us so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode i don't think you need to worry about me laughing because you haven't made too many things funny in your predictions yet thus far but i wouldn't be laughing regardless this show is supposed to be confusing it is a masterpiece once all the puzzle pieces are put into place but at this point don't don't cut yourself short i think that you're following along as well as it needs to be followed along the terminator reference i spoke in as a familiar kind of rise of machines but i would say the difference between that movie and this show is a in terminator we weren't trying to make the computers intelligent they just became intelligent said humanity's bullshit and took over in this case it's about a man wanting to create sentient life in the host that he created and spent 30 years perfecting to mimic human beings and he thought well due to some own psychological shit going on in his brain it should be a good idea to try to make these people human if it's possible i want to achieve it and then you know this happened what seems to be happening with Dolores and a few other hosts that might say this is not a great idea and we weren't abusing the machines they were just like fuck humanity Dolores and the rest of them have a pretty good case for wanting to fuck humanity like nah y'all really did come here for 30 fucking years and after weighing the scales the worst of you completely take over the best of you (laughs) but um yeah that comparison is there to be made to kind of a, a baseline a foundation of this show but it's definitely a lot more complex and nuanced and it really does touch upon some ideas i mean these hosts bleed and they feel and they 
you know like he pointed out in this episode like she was really scared like she didn't seem like she was faking it or she knew she was about to be and i'm talking about clementine like these are genuine emotions that you're fucking with that are quote-unquote programs but it goes into that idea of what are humans if not programs and i think that's where the show really gets into the good uh psychological analysis as these hosts aren't so different from us and i'm not just talking about emotions feelings the way in which i mean it goes into that whole idea right uh improvisation that's humans memory that's these are all the elements the base elements of what makes a human being so if you have these these uh hosts these robots if you will passing the turing test able to think like a human being then you give them the flesh of human beings you give them thought processes you give them improvisation uh memory if they're if they can access it what is the last piece of that puzzle what does make us different from them so much more of that will be explored in this show but Arnold already set in motion the capability of the case study that Bernard is doing. That code is already in those hosts. And then, um, oh, they don't remember the memories. No, they, they shouldn't remember any memories. So that is the big thing, right? They are supposed to be white every morning. They should have no fucking memories because i know the whole question of why would anyone build this place no one knew besides arnold that these hosts had or in his mind he had this theory the host could be conscious his partner ford said that's bananas you can't create consciousness and kind of dismissed him everyone who's come to the park in the last 30 years believe these are robots that are memory wiped every day and all they're doing is a rat in a maze they're just you know they're just things they're not people they don't comprehend the idea that they're enacting trauma it wasn't intended by arnold either and that's why ford pointed that out to him like arnold was tampering with an idea that even if you had achieved it what then this is not a place in which you would even want that to happen and it was due to whatever psychological trauma that was going on with arnold so we spare their pain by erasing their memory by making sure they don't you know they aren't able to recall the things that happen uh what else uh good question uh what is the trauma what does that trauma cause i think that's uh very much the question of the season or series uh i think i stated that earlier their guests are ignorant of anything they're just rich ass people that come to this park that are told that people are lifelike and most of them they fall in love with the place when they get there and they become addicted to this idea Uh, that things look and feel real but in their eyes they're not real um i bet arnold thought this place would be a world like imagine creating this whole entire world and then you create sentient life in this world and you think oh they'll just be able to like he was a little 
naive in the idea of what would happen and what did end up happening to the place the world that they were building even with the storylines that they were building them in and then is mib arnold curious very curious no indication that um bernard is having an affair with Teresa. just because he's talking to his ex-wife doesn't mean that they're still together i saw no indication one way or the other on the call i'll just put that out there um yeah billy is definitely looking for the adventure of the place but what does it say about logan that he out of everything he can do in this world only wants to drink and have sex one would almost say he's rather harmless when you think about the man in black who's going around just slitting people's throats uh (laughs) doing some scalping putting people in graves creating uh watch having parents watch their their mother be shot in the head or kids i should say and it wasn't a spoiler to so to speak uh we knew that logan was the brother-in-law in in episode two because he said the line uh my sister was here as well having her ride of cowboys and you mentioned the woodcutter however just recall there are the group which is no one ever reached consciousness and then there's the other group which is they went insane and then there's the third group that they follow their voice commands so you have three groups of people we have no one in column one a whole shit ton of people in column b and then uh the rest of them in column c so right now the woodcutter doesn't seem to be doing anything like what we feel is happening with dolores in column a so one would say he's more column b especially since he bashed his own damn head in and is writing things on rocks that may or may not be orion feedback believe in yourself man you got this (laughs) it's complicated puzzle but it will make sense it will the show itself will tell you everything that you need to know it's just one of those shows in which you gotta pay attention and it will make even more sense on the second rewatch if you ever had the opportunity mimi has some feelings and opinions on this episode let's get into them what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for westworld season one episode three um i now after watching it i know i never seen this episode because this thing had me like straight up shook um i'm just gonna go by characters from what i remember i want to start with dolores because i know we spent the most time with her um i i'm not a hundred percent sure if she's been having her memory wiped or maybe if bernard i think that's the black guy's name if him talking to her and you know if it's bringing like pulling things out i'm not sure because it does seem like there's moments where her memory's gone and she's doing something and it you know you could tell she's just following the storyline but then you know something will happen she'll say something and then you like oh my god is she remembering um i know that there's that scene where she was there at her drawers and she was um she had put that gun there and then like she was staring at the the camera and then then she went back to the drawer and it was gone so it's like i know she's having memory like like in like flashbacks almost to the point where it looks like she's hallucinating or seeing the future 
um i know that scene when she was with bernard the black scientist guy i think that's his name and she was reading the the alice and alice adventures in wonderland and he asked her that question and she gave that response it was very in-depth and it was like very self-aware which they say those shouldn't be like that um and then the owner guy anthony hopkins the Hannibal, he goes out his way to make sure that everyone remembers that these things aren't real. Well, then stop making them look real then. Um, I just don't understand, like, if you want them to not be real, at least let them talk like they should sound like, <laughs> I don't know, an alien. Like, make them sound like they're not human. Like, it, when you keep updating them and you keep making them more human-like I don't know what you expect people to think. I keep going back to when that one tech guy had that towel over the the host. It's like, you know, he's not real and then he cut him. It's like, well, maybe he's covering it up because he himself don't want to sit here and look at a human-like being button ass naked. But I guess that's their way of making you get over it. I mean, because I can't even tell you any penises and vaginas I've seen to the point where it doesn't really bother me anymore I it's my job so eventually you do get over it but and just that concept of making them more human like but then getting mad when people think of them like humans is just utterly ridiculous um back to Dolores um I know I just keep trying to figure her out like I just I feel like them remembering their past experience giving them trauma <laughs> is causing some type of maybe I, I want to call it a mental break but maybe it's breaking their programming down and causing them to do some some unexpected stuff clearly it's unexpected um what else um I'm gonna end it there with uh Dolores because I can't quite put my finger on exactly what she um what's happening with her I just don't know I, and I'm and in the ending when you know she saw that gun uh shoot her in the stomach and then it's like she flashed back and she's in that same experience it was like she flashed forward um and saw the future but honestly she just probably saw past memory clearly she's died this way a lot um and then uh she gets on her horse and runs off and then she goes and sees the fuck boy and his uh soon-to-be brother-in-law and passes out so i'm interested to see what the hell happens next because this is really getting good um and then let's go to teddy because i finally remember people's names now i'm pretty impressed with myself when dude said teddy died over a thousand times i choked like what how many how how would anything dying of like with even not even a consciousness but the human-like abilities how will that affect you you died a thousand times that cannot that cannot be good at all i know people who have near death ex death experiences change fundamentally and mentally like they become a different person just because they their life experience is altered from that almost dying um so i can't imagine what it's like for him 
um, and then they go ahead and give him a backstory. And then his first time back, he's savagely murdered by people with axes, and it looks as though they chopped him up like that dismemberment i don't know if he's ever been dismembered before it looks like most of the time he's shot that shit has got to be fucked up um i i just don't even i can't even comprehend what the hell is happening right now um um and then like he's so in love with dolores but they know that like the people in the the programmers and everybody know that he's never going to be with her like y'all can't give these fools a happy ending and like me as like a person who's visiting the park like i can't make them be together like help them like what if that what if that was the story i wanted to help two lovers or people in love get their happy ending like y'all just gonna make this a tragic story forever like that's effed up i can't i just can't and the one like when they were (laughs) when teddy and them were in the that shootout with the damn bodies hanging on the tree oh all those flies are so gross and then that one guy's like i didn't sign up for this you went into the woods to hunt a person who they said is sadistic and evil what do you think was gonna happen that's what your dumb ass get for thinking that storyline was gonna be good my ass would have been on a treasure hunt do i get to keep the gold i find that that would have been my question or like uh the tr- the like you know the box of jewels whatever it is like that seems more fun and honestly chasing down anything in an unknown place doesn't sound fun to me at all i just i'm with shy i don't want the wild wild west i would have preferred anything else to that like ugh, yuck um who else do i want to talk about let's do, let me talk quickly about uh the guy who created the place like i I knew he had a partner, but I guess my theory was that what it was the men in black. And it's hard to tell because they made him look young. And even the picture that was supposed to be, uh, I want to call him Anthony Hopkins, but I don't think that's it. Anyway, I'm going to call him Hannibal Lecter until I can remember his name. But he, the picture of him when he was younger with his partner didn't look right. Um, And I don't, I can't help but feel like he's lying or he's, still withholding information about his partner because the fact that he died in the park we're not going to elaborate that's some information i'm gonna need to know did he have a heart attack um and just of died natural causes was he murdered by a host did he fall off a cliff can you please tell me what happened like i'm gonna need some details because him dying in the park just you leaving at that that's not enough like I said, I don't trust him. I don't know why. I just don't think he's a nice person. Um, I can't help but think that this kind of job, especially him having it for so long, and just like I figured, three years they were in the park with nobody. It was just the workers and the hosts. Like, I feel like that's a long time, and you're working on these creatures that you are telling yourself they're not human maybe you have to tell yourself that now because back then you didn't and some shit went down um i seriously like i said i seriously don't trust him i feel like he's not quite there and he doesn't go in the park maybe now because he can't because he'll fuck some shit up 
I guess it's possible that oh I didn't never finish what I was saying about the picture the picture I couldn't tell who it was um, I thought the men in black was his partner but since I couldn't even tell if it was Hannibal Lecter in a picture there's no way I could tell if it was Ed Harris so maybe that was both of them and this is the older version I'm not sure and I guess we'll probably find out but um, if they think Ed Harris is dead and he wasn't it's been 30 he's been coming here for 30 years was he in the game and then he faked his own death and then he left and then he realized he didn't want to be there anymore in the real world so he came back i'm not sure i'm gonna sit on this because like i said from the picture i couldn't tell we didn't get a name we didn't get any background he told us the thing his his uh partner was trying to do and that was it he didn't even elaborate on the man's death so um yeah um there's one more thing oh i'm trying to have I cannot remember. Oh, the last thing I want to talk about is the fuckboy and his uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law. Because um, when we when we go back to um, when Maeve had that flashback nightmare type thing, she was shooting the man in black, and the bullets didn't seem to penetrate, didn't seem to ricochet, didn't even seem to do anything. Like you just saw white smoke coming out of where the bullet was. So like it didn't look like it literally looked like the bullets couldn't hurt them. But when that guy got shot, it propelled him and knocked him over so bad that he fell on the ground. I thought he was going to have like a bullet wound or there. But I guess to me, like, does that mean anything or is it the man in black different? So the bullets affect him differently, you know, Um because even thinking about Dolores when she manifested the dude's gun out of his hand into hers to shoot him like maybe that's a, something that's happening um, things are not quite working right so the host wanted to shoot him so he did it didn't kill him but it clearly hurt him because he was in pain when he stood up so I don't know that'll be interesting to pay attention to um, that's all I have for right now. So I'm going to end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Great thoughts as well. Uh, regarding the flashback, you mentioned that the bullets didn't affect the man in black. My guess is he's been coming here for so long. He is immune from you know, the effect of the bullets versus being shocked like William was and not expecting it. But if he's been in shootouts for 30 something years, he might even have a big old vest under there that protects him better. But good call. I really like that you pointed out that observation. Ford lying? What? <laughs> Something off about the picture? It was Ford in another unknown man. Um that's what was standing next to each other and then another guess of mib equals arnold curious very curious and i know what you mean like why wouldn't anyone make a happy ending for teddy and dolores if you was at the park you would go ahead and make them your happy ending but for how long girl because that's forty-five thousand dollars a day and at the end of it they both will be wiped and go back to square one and what is worse having the happy ending or having the happy ending and then having it taken away from you once you've run out of dough to keep financing their dream i will say if you work with someone enough you do develop personal relationships with them so i mean 
I could see why Ford would be like, look, you working on this dude every day and now you you putting clothes on them. And he clearly doesn't want anyone to make Arnold's mistake of seeing something in these hosts that aren't there. And when he gets any indication of that, he's like, nah, 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 I got to cut that shit out. Stat. So yeah, it could be that Ford is a hypocrite. Ford's up to no good. He's shady. He's not a good guy. But there's also, I think, a method to his madness that I can see. I love that you continue to call him Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) And then um, you were asking, or is Bernard tampering with, with Dolores? But I don't think he's tampering with her. He's just not wiping her every night. So he's allowing her to have the memories and continue on each morning at least that's what my i feel is happening um and so he's kind of just letting this experiment play out for his own curiosity in the same way that arnold did and hopefully this doesn't cause him because he's already mentally a little unstable not you know what i mean but he's kind of soft he's not he's not sleeping you know he is losing control of his department things are he's falling on a sword for his boss he seems to be more aligned with ford than with Teresa, as far as the next phase or what whatever's going on uh with the board and this company so a lot of things going on behind the scenes at westworld and the answers will be coming the more you tune in so that's all i'm gonna say before i say something i shouldn't and i will leave it at if you want to join in the conversation you can send that to blackrollcouch at gmail.com you can send it via audio or written format you can find this podcast black Girl couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social media will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time Run over to iTunes and rate the podcast and leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.